We're back after Mugello, and this is our 20th episode. You there, Knowles? What up, P-Money? This is our 20th episode of the season. Damn, we've been productive. Damn, 20, uh, 20 episodes for 20 drivers, right? That's For, tw- for 2020. 2020. God. Should, we just stop? Should we just stop here midway through the season? It's fucking here. Yeah, we might as well. <laughs> we had a good run, Knowles. <laughs> too many races, too much shit going on in the world. This year seems to be getting crazier and crazier as uh, as it as it continues. Yeah, man, you were just telling me. Wait, so you're in New York and you could feel the haze of the California fi- wildfires? Yeah, so right the, now? there's a bunch of wildfires out on the west coast of the United States right now. You can't feel them, but you can. There's um, like today it was forecasted as blue skies, like clear sunny day. Um, but because of the wildfires, there's actually like the smoke is like up in the jet stream. And instead of it being clear blue skies, which is usually what it's like this time of year in New York, it is, uh, it's hazy and, uh, and you can kind of see through the sun. I was actually surfing yesterday, um, out at Rockaway, you know, that's famous, uh, Ramon song, rock, Rockaway beach. Um, I yeah. bet you should have told me I would have prepped that. <laughs> <laughs> Little soundbite. Um, yeah, dude, it was crazy. The, the sunset was wild. You, the, you you could actually look into the sun. Um, yeah, I know you're not supposed to do that, but I did anyway because, you know, I'm curious. Um, well, you know, there is such a thing as sun gazing. Have you heard of this? Where people <laughs> like actively look into the sun and apparently it's supposed to bring out some, I don't know, some positivity and some good vibes. That well, you I- stare straight into the sun? Yeah, yeah, I know people who do that, and apparently it has some positive qualities for the body. I haven't tried it yet because I don't want to go blind because I'm a photographer. That would be a little <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm not going to take that risk, but it's a thing. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do just, that ever, except for yeah. when, like, you know, there's a smoke haze caused by wildfires because it's 2020. I'll tell you, maybe some of the drivers uh, might have stared in the sun a little bit because there were some some weird things going on this week. A little segue there. Um, but yeah, we've officially passed the halfway point and we just finished nine races in 11 weeks. That's fucking crazy. Which is pretty incredible. And the last two weeks have probably been some of the most exciting, in my opinion, the last you know five, six years in F1 for a variety of different reasons. And yeah, like a lot of drivers said, this felt like three races in one. Um, yeah. So let's, let's roll I mean, our intro and let's do and, it. Dude. We've got so much to talk it, about. And get into it. A question for all of you, except Romain Grosjean. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. All right. You know why? Music. You know why it was also uh, a great weekend. Are you gonna talk about Arsenal? No. Well, there was that. That was great. No, because um, it was another weekend without Nico Rosberg uh, on Sky Sports. Ooh, I'm gonna come back to that. I feel like a lot of people are talking about how they miss Rosberg these days, and uh, I don't disagree with them. Uh, oh, on Sky Sports, they miss Rosberg. You, they miss Rosberg. You mean on the grid as a driver? On the- on the grid, yeah. Sorry, I misheard what you said. You meant as a commentator. Right, 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 right. He he wasn't. We got the good old JB. Uh, I, love um, J- I love Jensen Button. He's 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 a he's a race fans commentator. 
He doesn't. He, is. he doesn't hold back. He's funny as shit. Um, he's constantly taking digs at Ted, and at and at Anthony Davidson. I feel like they have a really good relationship, and because they go way back, so that's pretty hilarious. Like banter between them. Um, and you know what? He loves his his stats, just like well, like I do. Yeah, just like our, just like our resident stat boy. <laughs> Actually, maybe I like stats a little more. P money, um, aka right. stat boy. We have we a need lot to get a jingle for you. By the way, we, we do, do need to get a jingle we, for you. We do. I was thinking about singing it myself, and then I realized no, I no, gotta, no, no. I got to work. It's something it. like yeah. like me going like stat boy, you know, and then like having like loud music, laser sounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, laser two, two, two. All right, so let's pretend that was just there, and that was really cool. All right, let's get straight into it. Uh, Botas, sec- 52nd podium, passing the great Mika Hakkinen in the all-time list. Not bad. Um, as usual, we got Lewis in the house for the stats and the records. 95th pole, holy shit. Uh, 90th win within one of Michael Schumacher. It's getting closer and closer. Also, 222nd points finish, which is a new record. Uh, and he moves one in front of Michael Schumacher. 42nd consecutive classified result. So not in the points, but classified for Lewis. And guess who held the record before him? Fangio. He was German. He was German. Not Shumi. Not Shumi. Hmm. It's a a good like blast from the past. Kind of like he was kind of like the Checo Perez of his time. I don't know. In like the early 2000s. Nick Heidfeld. Nick Heidfeld. Okay. Yeah, great driver. Also a Mercedes driver. Uh, this is the first time this year that Mercedes has gotten full points. So one, two plus fastest lap. Um, speaking of first, this is Albon's first podium. Clap, 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 clap. Um, this was Ferrari's thousand GP, and there was all the celebrations, which we'll get into later. And this is like a little random one, but. Um, this is the first time in almost 20 years that the podium of the last race, Gasly signs Stroll uh, DNF'd. Of the last 20 races, you said? Um, it's the first time in 19 years that the podium of the previous race oh, all the DNF'd. Oh, the previous race. And, Got it. Yeah. Which that is was really a little rare. confusing uh, the way you said it. Yeah. Uh, you know what's confusing is also like remembering what happened in this race too. So... <laughs> Should we should we kind of do a little rundown here? I also just have a quick stat. This is the first time ever in uh not to take your your uh you know your steam away I'm here. Nervous. But, yeah. I'm getting nervous. No, dude, don't worry. You can you can, you know, it's not nothing against you. I know you're usually ready for that, but um it's the first triple triple header in Formula One history. Triple triple header. So meaning there was there were three races back to back to back three times in a row in one season yeah it's wild it's wild this yeah 2020 thanks for your stats con- contribution Knowles. Yep. uh do my uh <laughs> i do 10 percent of the stats on the show it's uh <laughs> my it's my privilege <laughs> all right so let's uh Let's go through this race because um I'm having trouble remembering what happened so who got pole position it was Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton was Hamilton was on pole. Botas was faster than him all weekend. And at the start, a little clutch problem for Lewis. Botas gets past him. Max almost gets past him, but then slows down. And all of a sudden you got Max going backwards. And there's a bit of a like tangle with Kimmy, Gasly, and Grosjean at turn two. With uh, Gasly getting sandwiched and then hitting Max, who DNFs and causes a safety car. Yeah, you know, I re- I re- I looked over that one again. I watched it a couple times and you know, similar to what happened later in the race which was an absolute shit show. Um you know, it's very hard to decipher whose fault that was. Um had Max not been kind of becoming a back marker at that point and he ended up having what was it, engine trouble? He had a problem with his power unit. Yeah, I think his quote was uh no fucking powers. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I think it was the engine. <laughs> very, very backslide. Yeah. No fucking Efficient. power. <laughs> Gotta love the Dutch efficiency. Uh, yeah, he was kind of like, you know, what? in no man's land. Dutch yeah. efficiency? I've never heard those two words in the same sentence. 
Oh, really? Are they? Oh, no, I think I meant like straight to the point. Direct, oh, yeah, right, like right. Di- direct, direct Dutch speak. Yeah, exactly. Are the Dutch efficient? I don't know, Dutch, actually. I yeah, don't, I just. I don't know either. Anyway. Uh, it's more of the Germans, yeah. Um, yeah, so Gasly, yeah, the thing is with Gasly, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't blame anyone because Gasly had a bad qualifying and he was, you know, he, you know, he felt like he could have been in Q3. He was obviously trying to get up there in first lap and there was a gap. And if Max wasn't there, maybe. You know, we might have told, we might have said, oh, Gasly didn't go for a gap that was there. So it's kind of like, for me, it was a racing incident. Yeah. I mean, he really fucked me in fantasy. So that's You're telling me, man. You're telling yeah. me. I, I did a double, points. did a double sub just to get him this weekend. Lost did 10 you? points for him. Yeah. And another 20 because of the DNF. Yeah. Oh, God. But Grosjean miraculously made it out of there. Like he was, he hit the wall and he went around and he came back and we had a safety car. And at this point, we're thinking, all right, Botas, all you got to do is, you know, get that that restart good and uh, bring this home. And you, you got like seven points on Lewis. At the restart, we get, we get this really great, I mean, I've never seen this before where, cars are playing you know they're accelerating braking and accelerating and braking and they don't really know what's going on in the front and what happens is that Giovinazzi is coming up on Latifi and Magnuson as Latifi was avoiding Magnuson and they all hit each other in the end science is like accelerating into everyone and we get four cars piled up on the main straight uh, and obviously huge huge debris all over the place um what do we think of that incident? Because that got a lot of people talking. I mean, uh, you know, you know, I'm gonna have to go there with here with this. But like, does F1 need indie car style like spotters for these restarts? Do they need like? Does somebody need to go study indie car restarts? Because that's that's the way it's done in indie car. Like the way that you know, there's a lot of them, a lot more than than are than happen in F1. Um, and I, I, I don't say that jokingly. I say that seriously because um, it doesn't look like this g- generation of F1 drivers is very good at a, at a rolling restart. All right. Here's the thing. Uh, first of all, and, I, and, I, and, I, I did and not expect you to bring up the spotter. That's, that's a good point. Um, but also, I think it's irrelevant in this situation. I don't, I don't see how because here's why. You've got... A spotter is a guy who's also just saying like green, 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 right? He's saying go, go, go. And though, like, if you look over the incident, Valtteri's entitled to do what he did. And a lot of people are like, well, was it Valtteri's fault? Was it, you know, whose fault was it really? I don't think it's any one person's fault. I think the rules aren't clear with the F1. And I'll get to this with my quote of the week. Um, You know, the safety car turns its lights off pretty late at this point. Um, I don't think the driver should be restarting a race based on when the safety car turns their lights off. It should always be at a certain point on the track. That's where the driver has to start. Like the, the leader has to start accelerating. Like it just has to be that way. So if that's the case, every driver with that being the understanding should know, okay, the driver's over the finish line. You've got somebody basically saying like green, 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 right? It's a go. Um, and you don't, you, you prevent an incident like that. That's how I see it. Okay. So, I mean, you, you, not prevent it, but you, you, you mitigate that from happening more so than it would. Right. I think that there's also a lot of confusion because of where the control line is. And you're right. Okay. So, first of all, I think Boats has brought it up and Lewis brought it up that the safety car is turning their lights off way too early. Uh, sorry, way too late in the lap, which doesn't allow the leader to prepare his restart. Um, usually they, they say like a whole lap before, you know, uh, which means that, you know, Botas, who's leading the race, you know, can get all his uh, levels, energy levels, everything, you know, getting ready to restart and make sure to defend his position. And he dictates the pace. So I agree, first of all, he did nothing wrong. And the thing with Mugello is that you have a long straight, which is a kilometer long which is what, like three quarters of a mile? Like, yeah, for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, for Americans. And, and yeah, for, and, for those of us who choose not to use the metric system. Yeah, for the 1% of the population in the world. Um, and so... Whoa, 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 whoa. The rules are, the rules used to be 
which is this is what's confusing when i actually had to look it up like right after the race the rules used to be once the safety car goes and once the leader starts accelerating it could be before the race control line you can pass even before the leader goes past the control line but now we went back to i think recently the rule where you can only pass another driver after uh the control line which is all the way at the end of the pit lane exit in on this track which meant that a lot of drivers were racing before they were supposed to and i think i blame the midfield and it was a bunch of drivers that did that you know they're playing chicken you know it's always like oh they're going and then they break super late you know but usually you only see the leader do that and he wasn't doing it he was you know going constantly and i feel like it was kvyat and then like and then in the end they were i don't think they were doing it on purpose because they every, everyone's just trying not to get caught out and it created this whole shit show where i think even before the last corner there was some dry, like latifi had to swerve in a really really good reflex move i don't know if you caught that like to avoid magnuson who was uh breaking way too late and yeah then it, that just happened on the straight again so i agree with you that there needs to be more communication but I don't know if a spotter would help because I don't, I don't know if the spotter would have understood what was going on either at that moment. Maybe it's not a spotter, but it's like, you know, it's somebody who's there to basically tell those back markers, you know, the midfield, like Valtteri's off and everybody's got it, you know? So that way, like the leader's off, you start, you can start accelerating, hit the throttle and, and, and you start like, uh, maybe it's easier said than done, but uh, yeah. I've seen this done for like, you know, I have seen this done in IndyCar and they do a pretty good job at it um, consistently. That's true. And you know what? I think that honestly, if you know how the end of the lap for Quali usually is much comes much closer and last corner, if that control line was uh, earlier, Botas would have accelerated right at the last corner. He would, I mean, he would have stopped early, last corner, prepared his entry for the the straight and he would have bolted and he couldn't have done that but he waited until three quarters of the the straight because otherwise everyone would have gotten the toe on him so i think i think it's as simple as that take away the control line rule and just say last corner is pretty much where the driver has to start which kind of goes back to your point of green go 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 you know yeah you know and that's actually a really good point you just brought up because you know when you watch when you do watch those races, when you watch an IndyCar race, like they're not starting at the start finish line. They're starting as they literally what you just said, as they go into the last turn. So whether it's an oval track or it's a, you know, and obviously, you know, we have your, your opinion on oval tracks, but um, whether it's an oval track (laughs) or it's a, it's a, it's a road or street circuit. um, It's always, the, the leader is going to is, can start accelerating as they're going into the last turn. And that's yeah. the start. That's where you, that's basically the, the, where the race gets underway. And I think that if every driver can operate under that assumption, you prevent what happened. And not to say that we didn't like it. I mean, some drivers certainly didn't like it, but it certainly set up a, an absolute monster of a race going forward. Yeah, so because what we had is we had another safety car, which quickly turned into uh, a red flag. So we haven't seen red flags in years, and all of a sudden we get two uh, in, in two weeks. And basically, so we stopped for a while. Ocon retires for brake issues, and we have a second uh, standing start of the day. Uh, and on that start, Lewis gets the best of both halves and passes him on the outside. And that was a really pivotal move. Like people really didn't pay attention to that too much, but that won him the race right there. And Leclerc at that point was P3, like overdriving that like Ferrari garbage of a car and both racing points, P4, P5 with Albon kind of hanging out in there. And as we get racing, then we see the Ferrari struggling on the straight. Everyone's passing Leclerc. He's doing what he can. And then all of a sudden, uh, within like 15 laps of the end, we get a massive shunt for Stroll, who's the second driver to fuck me on fantasy because I I turboed him. I did I too, got, dude. Dude, oh my god! And he was he was driving a really good race, man. He was driving he a goes, great race. He's driving a great race, and I don't know exactly what happened, but it's definitely a mechanical failure. Ends up in the barrier, huge, huge shunt, and it brings out red flag number two 
of the race. Yeah, he said he he thought it, initially he got a puncture, but then in the post race he um, he was like, the team thinks it might have been a suspension failure. It felt when I was driving it was a puncture, but we still don't know yet. And I don't think I don't think they have they they've been able to narrow it down quite yet. They're gonna have to come out and tell you know it'll have to be public with like what it actually was. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll probably know the next few days. Yeah. What what is what's sure though is that it wasn't a driver error, and he's been driving like he was, he was like set for a second podium in in like in a matter of like a week, man. Like that absolutely was great driving, and he had the updates on his car that uh, Checo didn't. Um, but yeah, he didn't make it. So we have a restart. We have a third standing start of the day. And, um, oh, yeah, on that f- second restart, I forgot to say that Lewis's brakes were on fire, basically. And there was just smoke everywhere. I thought he was like going to DNF. Like, I didn't think he was going to make that turn one. Uh, but then we have race start number three. Lewis gets off well. No one, you know, no change in, in the lead. But Botas, which was, that was his shot because apparently everyone was making better uh, starts from P2. He actually goes backwards. Danny Rick passes him what up uh, for P2 and we basically get like a 15 lap sprint race in which Botas kind of, you know, uh, is able to get past uh, Danny again for P2 and Albon and Danny Rick are in a battle for the podium position. And I'll, honestly, I was torn because obviously I want our boy DR3 to get that podium and Cyril to get a tattoo, but also Albon, <laughs> Albon first podium is also great. So it's a tough one, man. I mean, well, and I'll say this, like Albon, his pass on DR3 was ballsy. Um, it was reminiscent of Brazil last year. Um, it was reminiscent of what was the other one that he did where he got, he got pushed off Silver, the track. Silverstone. on oh, right. yep. Yeah. That one too. Um, I don't know what it is about that kid and like wanting to pass somebody on the outside when you've got like only a few laps to go, but he seems to like doing it. And I remember looking, watching and I'm just like, Oh shit. Oh God. Is this going to happen? Is this going to be third time for him? Um, but I mean, you know, Danny Rick gave him the space. I was so bummed though. I was like, I just want it. And I think I'd like texted this to, to you. I was like, I just want a goddamn shoey. Just give me a shoey. And <laughs> then and then of course I want Sorrell to get a, a tattoo because you know uh, and you know I, I sent I sent uh, Michael Italiano a message on social media. I was like, Hey, are you ready for the shoey? It's happening today. And and fuck. And he's like, it was so close. I was like, man, I hope I didn't jinx that. Um but it's ha- I mean, I think it's it's only midway in the season, and Danny Rick already has uh he's already scored just one point less than he did the whole of last year. That's pretty good in terms of performance um, step forward. So I feel like we might we might see that Shuey before the end of the year. Fucking hope uh, so, dude. Well, the other thing too is I was like, all right, well, since DR3 is not going to podium, I hope Checo can catch DR3 because I had him in <laughs> on, <our> your stand, <laughs> on my stand. I had him on my team and, uh, and my, on my stand uh, championship. So... I'm getting a little confused. I'm getting a little confused to be honest, because my stand predictions are never the same as my fantasy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're not following any specific strategy. It's just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so Lewis holds on to get win number 90, both has and P2, P3 for Albon, P4 for Danny Rick. And it's weird because like we're disappointed with a P4, which last year we would have fucking like Killed for a P4 for Danny Rick last year. Perez P5. Norris kind of just made his way into P6. Good drive, but like they were off the pace this weekend. Kvyat P7. Leclerc P8. Kimi fucking Raikkonen P9. Great pace. All race. Even All race with long. even with the five-second penalty you got for crossing yeah. over the line, the uh the the pit line. And you know what? And so and then uh, Sebastian Vettel P10. If Raikkonen uh, hadn't had that penalty, he would have been the leading Ferrari car in a Grand Prix for the second race in a row. Uh, Raikkonen's looking good these days, Grandpa Kimi. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, Charles, too, like, he put that car in a great position. Um, P5 in qualifying, started P5. <clears throat> and then 
And then he, you know, the, the car just had no pace in the race. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get back to Ferrari a little later. Uh, I want to hear your quote of the week. So yeah, it's the quote of the week this week. I think it's, it's, there's an interesting theme that's been developing, um, over the last shoot. Well, I think it's always been there, but, uh, between the drivers and the FIA and like, do they take, where, where does the FIA really stand on safety? Like what is their true interest? Um, is it safety? Is it an exciting race? Um, but basically Lewis came out in support of, uh, of Valtteri saying it was not his fault at all, you know, the restart. And he basically called out the decision makers and he go, he said, it's a decision makers. I don't know who they're obviously trying to make it more exciting, but ultimately today you've seen, they put people at risk. So perhaps they need to rethink that. So Lewis basically called out the FIA and said like, you know, what the hell are you guys doing? Like what we saw today was, was, um, a nightmare and like, thank God nobody got hurt. Cause even, I mean, there was so much carbon fiber on that track. I mean, yeah, God forbid like a piece like goes through the halo and hits somebody. Um, you know, they don't get every piece off the track. It gets a, you know, punctures a tire that causes another incident. Um, you know, and with the restarts, like we already spoke about, what are they really doing? But the, the, Basically, Michael Massey, the, the race director, came out and said, you know, basically told Lewis that he found what he said quite offensive. And that's that's my quote of the week, which to me is like, but is he not? Is he wrong? Is Lewis wrong about that? You know, like, yeah, I, I don't think Lewis is the only person uh, to say that. The only driver, sorry, to say that. I think a lot of other drivers were uh, really vocal about that. And I think everyone seems to agree that needs to be clarification and the FIA should By the way, chill. on that incident, 12 drivers were warned for the restart. 12. Right. Right, but <laughs> but what does that mean? It's a slap on the wrist. There's no penalty points. It's just a warning. What does a warning mean? Nothing. Because the FIA knows that that at that point like it's not a single driver's fault. Like it's a way that the you've got the Constantina effect happening and like you're going to who are you going to fault there? You're going to say yeah, it was that- sp- specifically Botas's fault you're gonna say it's george like i heard it could be george russell's fault but in fact george russell is just trying to keep up so he doesn't lose you know yeah. lose time on on the front runners and like yeah at the end of the day everyone's trying to get their you know get ahead of the trying guy to get, in front of them, trying to get you know? that nut dude like everybody wanted that t- tuscan nut all right <laughs> Oh man, well said. And I'm glad you brought up the halo because there is a shot of uh, Signs, I think, who whose halo gets hit with a huge piece of uh, back uh, wing, and just imagine that it hit him in the helmet. I mean, yeah, good. I, I think that the halo saved the day once again more than we even um, know. Like uh, from that crash, it was it was pretty big. Um, yeah, FIA needs to listen to our podcast, today's podcast, because we literally just solved their problems for them. And yeah, just send us those paddock passes. We'll, uh, we'll take them. Yeah, um, just uh, I'll send you guys, just hit us up, DM us, whatever. I'll give you yeah, my address. At the Grandstand F1 on Twitter. And, yeah. Um, Shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> uh, my quote of the week is, uh, first of all, I agree with you on that one. And yeah. Yeah, clarification. My quote of the week is uh, an old driver, one of my favorite uh, drivers now turned pundits, Julian Palmer. And he's been really vocal about the Botas-Hamilton discrepancy in pace over over this year. Um, It's a bit long, so I'm going to have to go through it. He basically starts talking about how Botas talks a lot about uh, talks a lot, basically in general. He talks a lot on the radio and he says Botas doesn't like challenging Hamilton. He says he talks a lot. He's, and there was one moment where he said, I want to I get on the tire, uh, whatever tire Lewis is uh, not on, put me on the other one. Um, or put me on that one. And that was, I was like, okay, shit, Botas finally grown a pair of balls and like, you know, gonna go for it. And he goes on to say that he talks a lot, but ultimately you never see him f- fight for, you never see fight from him in the race. He talks a good game. He's a fast driver. He pushes Lewis really hard on Saturdays. So in quality, but on Sundays, he just doesn't, it just looks all too easy for Hamilton. 
And, and he goes on and he goes on to say like, oh, and in the end he says like, I wish there was a safety car right about now. He tells the engineer that. And then three laps later, bingo, safety car. It's gone your way. This is Palmer. He says he might as well have been there at the end of lap 46 saying, I'd love a bit of luck right now. And then it just happens for him, but he couldn't do anything about it. Damn it. Like he just keeps going. It's not luck for Botas. It's just skill. He's only just behind Hamilton in qualifying, but it is skill that is putting Hamilton ahead, and it is a bigger chunk of skill that is putting him ahead in the race. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. I mean, that was the longest quote that we've ever had on this show, so uh, congratulations for that. Thank uh, you. Another stat? Yeah. Yeah. New stat. Uh, new world record. Longest quote on the grandstand held by <laughs> P money. Um, but, you, but you saw like it just never ended. Like it was so everything he said was just like digging deeper and deeper into Botas. Is it? But I, you have to kind of agree with him. No. Oh, I a hundred percent agree with him. I, cause it's if you like look at this I, year, you, you keep asking for that, that luck, right? You keep asking for that moment and then you get it. And this is continually what happens though. And, and, and realistically, this is just the nature of, of, and Ross Braun said it this week in his column too. Like this is the nature of competing with, with Lewis. And, um, you know, he basically said that Valtteri is going to find this defeat, the hardest one to take because he literally said like, he let this win slip through his fingers and like, what does he need to do to get like the better of Lewis? And, um, and Lewis like, Lewis will do whatever it takes to win and he doesn't give people chances like rarely. And when he, when Lewis has a chance, he, he jumps on it. And we saw that happen once again, this, this past weekend. Yep. I mean, if you look at the season, Valtteri won the first race, but what happened to Lewis? That's, that was the race he got, you know, he got messed up with the safety car and then, uh, Albon and that whole incident, right? Since then, nothing like Botas is like that guy uh, who complains about not meeting any woman, but he he doesn't talk to women. Like you got to go for it, dude. Absolutely, you full. You have to fully send it. Like, and you you making reference to, you know, people wanting Nico back. <clears throat> I mean, is do we want like a Valtteri who's going to have the balls to potentially crash with Lewis to to get the W? I like, mean, is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, Lewis is fifty five points ahead now in the championship so that's more than two race wins even with fastest lap so i saw another stat is if lewis finishes second p2 in the remaining races of the season he still wins the championship yeah i mean it is what it is at this point so i just think like for me i've i mean i've just gotten i mean botas like on our on our like you know on our shit talking f1 thread I honestly believe Botas, this would be his weekend. He was on it. Like he was fastest in all sessions. And then all of a sudden, he gets Lewis in qualifying. We're out of nowhere. Lewis gets the pull from him. Also, a bit of bad luck because of Ocon went off and Botas thinks he could have gone a little faster. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, man, yeah, those one year contracts, it's all pointing towards that 2022 boot for Valtteri, unfortunately. A big. Boot for Botas. For Thanks. The boots. The boot. Yeah. No, Ooh, that was a little Botas rant. But it's, it, it, it's, it's a constant, it's, it's a constant every weekend. What did it, what was it that, uh, that, that Crofty said on that Valtteri is always the fastest man on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crofty's getting real vocal too. Ooh. Man, um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, I think that unless he starts taking risks and tr- and yeah, why not? Like, take it, go wheel the wheel and create something. You got to get into Lewis's head. It's the only way. You don't have the skill to outrace him. That's it. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, but yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's whatever with the Mercedes thing. I know where I stand on it. I mean, Lewis. Lewis is. Lewis is a six-time, probably going to be seven-time world champion for for a reason. So, um, and these are the reasons why because he has that edge over his 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 teammate over the competition in this way and the ability to to do that. So, um, you know, I think I think it's exciting for Lewis. I think it's pretty. It's got to be demoralizing for Valtteri. You can even see it in his 
in his post race. Yeah, he was yeah, kind of like the second week in a row where he he sold down. So this was also a big race because it was Ferrari's thousandth race, and they had their special like burgundy red livery. And you know, we after Monza, we thought it was going to be terrible for them, but they actually, I mean. They showed some improvement, or maybe it was just Leclerc that outdrove the fuck out of that car in quality and in the first part of the race. Um, but I don't they, think it could have gotten worse in Monza. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely could not have. Uh, but in terms of pace, though, I didn't, I didn't think. I mean, Ferrari, uh, both Ferrari scored points today, which is the first time in five races that that's happened. It's pretty that, big, you know. Is for that real, damn. Yeah, it's little, that stat was for free, by the way. That was just a, a freebie for you. Thanks, dude. I'm I'm, I'm glad and, that I won't get I won't get a Venmo <laughs> request for that one. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so Ferrari was. Uh, I mean, at least they weren't too embarrassing. You know, they didn't create any chaos. Um, Kimmy, though, you know, talk about Ferrari drivers. Kimmy has a Ferrari engine in the back of his car. Man, he surprised me this weekend. He was motivated. He was yelling on the radio and like. I feel like he might want to stay in F1. Um, I feel like he wants it. I mean, that's that's the question though. Is like Kimmy's he's 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 competing in in the bottom half of the the top ten, and had there not been you know the nightmare that happened uh, on on the first first lap and then lap seven, um, you know he's he's competing, but he's not competing for wins. You know, and is that something that, you know, he's a he's a he's a world champion? Is that something that he wants to keep doing? Is it just because he loves the sport? Um, yeah. You know, I think Kimmy definitely keeps it interesting. You know, and if he wants to keep going on, that's his choice. Um, I just I always think it's it's good for for new blood to come in, and as we saw, you know, Mick Schumacher is. Um, He's in P1 in, in F2 right now. So How dare you? I was going to be my segue. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Whoops. Yes. Because um, also, you know, Giovinazzi, real quick, uh, a lot of crashes this year. Um, yeah, Giovinazzi's had quite a few DNFs. Yeah, and, and he, I do think he was racing well in the beginning of the year. He was kind of... When the alphas were really bad on pace and really in the back, he was outperforming Kimmy. But now in the last five, six races, uh, Kimmy's back. And that's not good. Kimmy's faster than him. Uh, Giovinazzi's crashing. As you said, Mick Schumacher now, uh, after two very strong weekends, is leading the championship in F2. And if he wins that championship, man, no one's going to say he doesn't deserve a seat in F1. And uh, honestly, after we saw how Ferrari loves him, uh, how they're helping him, you know, uh, through the categories and supporting him, um, man, and I loved seeing him drive that F two thousand four on track. That was oh, oof. it sounded so good. Chills, man, chills. Oh. Um, just and, FYI, and on with that the retro Shumi helmet too. That's right, he did have that on. Man, so good. Um, just FYI, I mean, Kimmy is. It, it, there he's the same position right now as Giovinazzi is on on in the standings. So I mean Yeah, because Giovinazzi is the only driver to sc- he scored points in the first race of the year and then nothing. Right. And now Kimmy scored some points. Yeah. Yeah, this is the, these are the first points Kimmy's had all season. Because you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of junior drivers in F2 coming up. There's uh, obviously Mick who's the who's in P one right now, then you got Callum Eilert. Uh, you got Schwartzman also P two P three. So there's like there's a lot of talent uh, coming through. So uh, yeah, Giovinazzi's got to watch out. Um, I'll tell you one Ferrari driver who kind of didn't really care this weekend was uh, Vettel. Seems like he's like checked out, and he just announced, and Aston Martin just announced signing him for next year. And I kind of feel like that timing was uh, very God. very coincidental. <laughs> Yeah, Very for like timing the, there. <laughs> the thousandth race of Ferrari's history in Formula One. And <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out with some news. Sorry, boys. You know? Well, I mean, do you blame him? I mean, look at how Ferrari did him over the winter. I like that's kind of like a gentle fuck you to Ferrari. 
I don't know. I don't think he should be going to Racing Point. I think it's a bad, bad move for for Racing Point personally. I mean, I'm also I'm also disappointed for Checo because he did have a really good race. By the way, Checo, uh, the driver who's every time he's finished a race this year has uh, scored points. Um, so he's like a machine for that. So, but I do believe that he will get points soon. But I was just I just thought it was funny that Vettel. Uh, sorry, that he will get a seat for next year. But I that do think it's funny to, that he chose to do it on this weekend. Oh yeah, I mean it's not random. It's purely to take away from Ferrari on their thousandth race. I mean, it was um, definitely. It, that's the other thing too is that in the official title for this week's race, it was the there was Ferrari one thousand. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's you know, uh, Mugello is a private track owned by Ferrari. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that little fact. Another yeah. stat from the stat boy. Uh, that's a fact. I don't know if it's a stat. It's a fact. Uh, <clears throat> All right, I guess. Yeah, fine. You know, uh, Vettel almost made my quote of the week because he was talking about Russell and he was saying like, man, I felt bad for him. Um, he was generally ahead of me on pace before that, what is it, second red flag. And he and he was in P9, Russell. And uh, he said like, yeah, if I'd let him go, uh, like, you know, people would have hung me out to dryer or something. And But uh, it's funny because like he definitely recognizes you know uh, his efforts so uh, I, th- I thought it was pretty cool for him to say that and uh, i think russell ends p11 but definitely like he deserved that he deserves some points at some point man some point you know i feel like <sighs> real tough for him and like also um i didn't necessarily agree with george russell's comments on the red flag situation that's been happening um you know he hadn't seen the incident on the track that caused the red flag in this past race. Um, but I didn't, I think it was a bit short sighted on his part to, to make, he basically said that like, you know, um, the FI needs to figure it out with these red flags. Cause I think it's ridiculous that, you know, uh, I, I should have had those points. And because of that decision, it's like, yeah, but had you seen what happened? Like, they they did make the right decision there to red flag it. It might be something that's a bigger story, you know, bigger question in the actual regulations, and that's where you can take issue. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, I think I think he was a little bit off on that one. But he needs those points. I think it's a. I think out yeah, of he's just he was just pissed, man. Like yeah, I think that was more of an emotion. Yeah, sure. Um, but um, but just the FIA that, though. Yeah, I think we're are you? I think we're about to go to the same thing. Um, because the FIA uh probably didn't make the wrong calls on the red flags but they they did a uh, call in lewis after the race um because lewis after the win um put on a t-shirt over his overalls on the podium um for brianna taylor and made a bit of a, a statement which i personally think um he's using a platform to uh call out something that's going on and i don't think it's political i think it's more I don't even know how to describe it. I just think it's it's one of those things that everyone should be aware of. Uh, well, the stance, human rights. Yeah, yeah this, that's the stance that, that Mercedes taking is that you know our drivers are allowed to use their platform and as as they oh, see really? it. Yeah, he, they fully backed oh, him, and they're like, they basically said awesome. this is a um, this isn't a political issue. This is a human rights issue, and and for that, that's that's something that we as a team and a company stand for, and and we'll stand behind our drivers when they do it. But then, you know. <clears throat> the stewards have summoned Lewis in regards to the shirt and they're investigating whether or not drivers are allowed to wear something with a, a statement as bold as the one that Lewis had on his shirt um, on the podium or in, you know, on FI, you know, sanctioned grounds. Um, to me, it's, it's, that sounds like ownership from the top trying to basically, it sounds like what the NFL did last, you know, with, with the whole Kaepernick thing basically is what uh, what it sounds like yeah for, and when, for those of you don't know it's like you know people who want to say that they stand up for a certain thing but at the end of the day they don't want uh they don't want their business affected by uh these drivers who who themselves are human beings and have have opinions and i think they should be allowed to use their platforms to voice those opinions absolutely i think i saw there was a, a spike at four o'clock or whatever it was when the race ended i think the guys from wtf1 posted that that in uh google searches actually um whether uh, like regarding um 
um, that whole story. So so people are becoming more aware. Probably some people who who hadn't heard about it too. So I think um, I personally think Lewis is doing. I, I mean, I give Lewis a lot of shit when he gets a little too preachy, but I think that was um, a perfectly understandable and good use of his platform. So yeah, uh, if he gets anything for that, I'd be appalled by the FIA. Absolutely. Um, that would be, that would be so, that would be pathetic. Really? Oof. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully they don't do that. Yeah. yeah they put it's like, they'd be taking fuel from one of the cars and pouring it on. Well, that kind of happened with, with strolls car this weekend, but just lighting that yeah. car on fire. <laughs> That's pretty funny. How much the Italian marshals were just spraying it. I was like, all right, it's enough. Guys. And mean, they, they were ripping, ripping the body works to get under there. I was like, Ooh, that hurts. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Will, <laughs> Will, Will Buxton was like, it looks like, uh, the scene from alien when that guy rips in half, <laughs> yeah. which he kind of did. It was super gnarly. That car, I was like, it. Oh my God, they can't salvage any of that. It's kind of cool to see like the inside. Yeah. He's definitely going to take an engine penalty for that. Uh, but man, uh, boy, did he mess up my fantasy points. Uh, and uh, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of points, we did not do too good on our predictions. Um, we both got the same number of points for the same event, pole position and victory for Lewis Hamilton, one plus three. So that's four each moving the points to 39 to 28 in my favor. So next race will be Sochi. And we do have a little bit of a break between them. Yeah. Um, which I think is, is needed. I, I have to admit, um, back to back to back is pretty tough. Even if you're a fan, <laughs> I know. I mean, whew. there's a, there's a lot of press to keep up with, you know, this is a full time job. It's called yeah. commitment, bro. <laughs> uh, other I, commitments wrong, in my life. I love are it. Not, yeah. Other commitments in my life are not getting as much attention. <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll we'll give um we'll get a little breather but there's obviously gonna be a lot of shit going on over the next week and we might be able to talk about some other issues on our on our next podcast um but uh predictions Knowles for sochi you go first yeah so um mercedes has not lost at this track since they started running in 2014 um so i'm just gonna have to i'm gonna have to go there with it and i'm gonna give this one to uh I'm going to give this one to, to Merck. I'm going to go Lewis on pole. I'm going to go Lewis P1. He matches Shumi in Russia. Um, I'm going Valtteri P2. And, you know, P3 is a little tricky. Um, Max's luck is is has been tough. I almost feel like Max is going to have a really good race. Uh, in Russia, just because he he needs it. Um, Max P three. I'm going to go Max P three. Okay. Um, I think. Oh shit! This 1.5 is tough. It's it's between Renault and Racing Point for me. Um, Danny Danny Rick's on a in a real nice run right now. I think I'm going to go 1.5. Best of the rest for Danny Rick. Yeah, that's a strong one. Yeah, uh, the Grosjean moment. Ah, so tough to predict. Um, I'd, love to Kvyat, I'd love to see Kvyat. I'd love to have Kvyat have a, a, a Grosjean moment at his home race. Um, <laughs> you dick. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I'm going to go Grosjean. Okay. Go back to the OG. Yeah. Always a safe bet. Always a safe bet. Um, His radio almost gave him the Grosjean moment, in my opinion. It's from this last race. Yeah. You mean the one following the safety car? They're trying to kill us? Yeah, well, that one. And then he shouted. He was like, do racing points have, you know, have radio and FP1? You sound like an idiot there. I don't know. He's just whining a lot. Yeah. Um, Okay. So Grosjean moment for the Gro. Cool. Uh, This used to be like a Botas track. Um, So... I don't know. I feel like um, I'm going to take a little risk here and I'm going to go for Botas gets pole. And I think that Botas gets the win. Um, Lewis gets second. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't think Max can get three three DNFs in a row would be 
that's just too much, man. Um, but yeah, I got to go for Max P3. And 1.5, I'm going to go for Signs, who I think like has gotten really good result in um, in Monza, but I feel like he's gotten a lot of bad luck, so he needs to jump back from that crash. And Grosjean moment, oof. I think I know who you're going to go with. Magnussen. Oh, no, I was wrong. I thought you were going to go with Latifi. Nope. Latifi, Latifi showed some good racing and some good awareness for me, so... Um, I mean, I could have gone for Latifi. I just, uh, you know, Ma- Magnuson hasn't really done anything stupid recently. So, uh, um, you know, maybe that'll, that'll happen in Russia. It's fast track. Um, yeah, two weeks. Seems like uh, a long time to wait, but this year. But yeah, we're entering the second phase of the season already. Shit. Yeah. You know, what's also crazy is um, the schedule. Um, realizing that the gap between the Turkish Grand Prix and the bon, uh, Sakir Grand Prix is what they're calling it for Bahrain is almost a month. Oh, is there like a break? I didn't see There's that. a huge oh, break. No. There's like a three-week break. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> the Turkish Grand Prix is on November 13th and, and uh, Bahrain is the 4th of December. I don't like that. Yeah, me either. So this this is a short gap compared to that. I'm just letting you know. All right. Yeah. I think um I think next weekend we might want to get into some different topics too. Um you mentioned your interest in the reverse grid, so that could be a good Ooh, chat too. Big one, big topic, big money. <laughs> big, big money. Uh once again, the Grandstand F one solving the FIA's problems. Um <laughs> you know. Dude, we need to be consultants for them. We too. We too. Uh, so if you're listening, FIA, and on all you guys out there, at the Grandstand F1, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, all iTunes. All the places you need to know. Apple Music. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Um, distributed everywhere. Podcasts are distributed. And uh, if you want to grab one of our awesome um, shoey Danny Rick shirts, um from our banner and preseason testing make sure to check out the grandsonf1.com and you can order them there I, it was a it was a nice collab between p money and i must say mm-hmm. and uh, danny rick and italiano both loved it so yeah make sure to check that out uh no race next weekend but we will be here next weekend um yeah solving the world's problems as usual one race at a time